Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today in Manana. I'm Alex. This is Xavier. We're very excited to have you joining us on a beautiful morning here in Charlottesville, Virginia. The sun is out. I hear the birds chirping. Flowers are in full bloom. So it's like one of those picturesque. I mean, within hours, it's going to feel like pure summer, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, what are we, 89 today? I think is the high. Something something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to me at 10. That's why we do this at 10.15. If we had like a (laughs) 2 o'clock show, we'd be in here and be like, there's a thing. It's a thing called air conditioning, though, you know. I know, but yeah, so, not for us temporarily. Not for temporarily. We'd be in, in the here, office, I know. You know, I'm like, today, it's, it's a nice, beautiful summer day. But uh, glad to have you Thank back you. with me. It's glad been, to it's, be back. It's been a while. It's been a I long time, I feel like time, I had I Nick for two weeks, then Mike Michael, before that. Yeah. So it's been it's been a little bit yeah, since I've, I've been have, having uh, withdrawal symptoms, so I just had to come in today. You just had to come on and... Uh, and joining me for some Today Manana. So we did, did a great show uh, lined up for everyone this morning. We're going to be joined shortly in the show by Tammy Tatum, local artist, as well as by Jeff Camrat, the owner of Aquasivo Hand Car Wash and Aqua Car Wash Express. So we got some great people joining us. I, I can already tell from the, you know, you can tell from like the pre-show conversation. Like, oh, Absolutely. This is yeah. going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a, a, a great show. As always, of course, love being here on the Isle of Seville Network set. Big thanks to Presenter Emergent Financial Services, as well, of course, our great partners at Castle Hill Cider. Their Days of Rosé Festival is now, what's it, 13, two days away. Okay. So on April 15th, so this is, this is starting at around 11 this weekend, Days of Rosé. So, like, the whole thing's going to be transformed to all the local wineries from, like, 5... 31, that, whatever that okay, road is. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I forget. To and this is for Rosé Rosé wine. Rosé wine, Rosé oh, wow. cider, because obviously Castle Hills gotcha. Rosé is a right. cider. Of course. But you got the Rosé wines. Um, you got a lot of great uh, um, food trucks that are going to be there. Some some great uh, music, some art. DJs, art. Lots of local artists. Yeah, Tammy's reminding me. Lots of local artists are going to be there. So it's going to be a beautiful time. I mean, I think the weather's going to be lovely. So, I mean, don't this... Even, don't, don't look. We, don't they got to go no matter what. They got to go no matter what. Even if the weather got rose nice, wine, the- rose cider, beautiful <laughs> colors out there. I mean, that kind of fits perfectly with spring, right? Rose, exactly. right? So... And, and food, so um, be, art, so. It's going to be beautiful. It's gonna be, so be sure to check it out. You can get tickets at castlehillsider.com. So very easy to find. Days of Rosé Festival. Matthias Yon Realty, thank you, of course, for being uh, one of our power and uh, partners, I should say. Uh, friends, Miguel and Chitta, Credit Series Insurance. And, of course, Ford Adelante, the premier Latino networking group here in Charlottesville, Virginia. Already got Lily DeRay saying good morning and liking the show this morning. Good morning, Lily. Uh, Anthony Adelfio, thanks for watching the show this morning. So we got the fans are already are already coming out this morning. So we, we are loving it. We are loving it here uh, on the I Love Seville Network on Today Manana. All right, I'm, I don't know about you. I'm excited to, to jump right Very in. Very much so. Tammy's been jumping up and down here, so I guess she's ready to go. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. So we are excited to welcome to the show this morning Tammy Tatum, uh, our artist from right here in, Char- in uh, the Charlottesville area. Yes. Tammy, thanks so much for joining us Thank this you. morning. Welcome. I'm excited to be here. Oh, we're, we're so glad to have you on. So for those who, who don't know you, haven't met you before, how did you first sort of become interested in, in the arts? Well... You know, I hate when people say, I came out of the womb with paint in my veins. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I, I have always enjoyed painting and drawing, and I went to college thinking I would become an artist, and then I got way tracked and had got married, had babies, and 
and gave it wasn't my passion obviously because I gave it up very quickly um, but then my husband was transferred to Puerto Rico and I speak very little Spanish and I also have had all this time on my hands so I picked up my my painting again and all of a sudden I was into it up to my nose. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lovely story. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's amazing how sometimes things come full circle. Like yeah. those yeah. those phases of life happen, and then you're like, "All right, did not, yeah, this is here. Here we are. I can do this." Yeah. Now, now did Puerto Rico inspire you at all in, in any way? It did. If you see, if you go to my website and you look, you'll see quite a few because I love the architecture of Puerto Rico, and um, there's a lot of that style of, exactly. of buildings in my in my work. Then now I've started to expand a little bit more. That's fantastic. So, what what mediums do you typically? Is it mostly painting? Watercolor. Watercolor. And what's oh. unusual about what I do is I pour watercolor. So I do not use a paintbrush when I paint. I have um, I only use three colors: red, blue, and yellow. And I mix it in um, those little yogurt wee yogurt jars. Mm -hmm. And had to have a, a use for those, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that so I'm classic. recycling, and um, I pour, and then I block out areas I want to save, and I pour, and I do that five times, getting darker and darker. Mm -hmm. It's like a batik with water. Wow. Time. Wow. That's fascinating. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think a lot of people look at my work and they don't realize the process. The process. The, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fair. I, I would have. I would have thought that you know you're the sitting paint, there with that little paper. No. So is it, and then pouring. I guess a different combination of colors will kind of yield, yield the color differential. Yeah, and, it's it's really interesting because if you look at my paintings, you really don't mm -hmm. see red, blue, yellow. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it because I don't know what I'm going to get either. Right. It's it's always a mystery. Mm -hmm. By the end of the process, this whole paper usually has several layers of um, paint along with this plastic coating to protect areas mm -hmm. and so I'm not sure what's actually under there <laughs> so when I pull it off it's either really good or we got to start a little or, 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 or you got to start so goes into so, the graveyard <laughs> under my bed so so I'm curious so is the is a watercolor paper that you use have to has to be a different thickness no no, no? I use regular watercolor paper it you know people think watercolor paper is really delicate it's actually pretty pretty tough stuff it is yeah. it is yeah yeah it better be I, I, as expensive as it is it better be really tough because i'm thinking if you're pouring i mean obviously I, i'm not an artist I, I have no clue about these things but you know obviously when you do something with a brush there's a certain amount of liquid that's going on paper but if you're pouring on it's a on, lot of liquid it's a lot of liquid i'm just wondering how that does it absorb differently or how does that it doesn't absorb differently but what it does is um it allows it i feel like I'm a tool for the for the paint. Okay. I'm just a brush. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the watercolor kind of just does its own thing. It yeah. bl blends together and I, I do manipulate the paper some, but mm -hmm. I, I can't, I'm good, but I'm not good enough to make it do what I want it to do <laughs> color-wise. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's got a mind of its own. So I just let do it Do you sketch out the drawing first or visually do you know what you no, want? No, the drawing is very, 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 very detailed. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm not so interested in the shape. Like, if I'm drawing Nick, I'm not looking at Nick. I'm looking at drawing the areas of value, so mm -hmm. the dark, the light, and mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to try to get because okay. that's what I'm painting. Okay. I'm, and, and my colors aren't realistic. My colors are right. 
or whatever happened. Design, but they're beautiful. I mean, there's the one, the one in particular from your website. There's one that I think it's in Puerto Rico. It's kind of like a walkway with a with a little, um, but the ocean on both sides and a little stone like turret. Yeah, yeah, turret. At the yeah. Uh, tor, yeah. torre, torre, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's there, but just the, the it's amazing. You have the level of detail, but it's true. The the colors kind of they're unique and they don't. They, it doesn't have sharp. No. color lines no. where it's like okay this is one color this uh -uh. is another yeah. you get really that watercolor immersion yeah, feel it's, it's it's interesting because there are a lot of people who pour acrylics and other things mm -hmm. um, but they tend not to be realistic right they're mm -hmm. at more abstract and I really like that mine are loose Abstracted realism. There you go. I like that. that down. That's yeah. cool. That should be my next uh, paper: the, the yeah, art yeah. of loose abstracted yeah, realism. realism yeah. But it's true, because you know when you look at your your art, like you see what it is. Yeah. I mean, there's one that's like a little church house, and you can tell exactly. what it is. Yeah. You know, if it's an animal, there's a really nice one that I guess it's like a heron. I'm not good with birds. Yeah, well, I don't know. I say it's an egret. But it, an egret. It, there it, you go. But, I think you're right. I think no, you're I could right. be wrong. I'm not. I think you're probably more right than. It's a big white. No one, Alex. Yeah, yeah, I know me, you're more that, right yeah. than I am. Sure, Alex and you know, Bruce like are... you can see, you know what it, it is, is yeah, right? Yeah. But it doesn't have to be photorealistic exactly. colors. It exactly. can evoke different things with the different colors. Right. How was a watercolor always kind of the medium you were drawn to? In in the world of art, people always say watercolor is the hardest medium yeah, to, that's to exactly. control or to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was challenging to do watercolor, and I had many, many years of refining this technique and not being successful. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it just was always interesting to me. Watercolor was always an attraction to me, and drawing. And drawing. Yeah. Interesting. So, so when you, so let me see. So when you went to college and you, and you went through, uh, did you go through art, art school? I did not make it all the way through. Okay. So, is is was watercolor back then also an interest for you, no, or, or you drawing. just drawing? drawing. Okay. Oh. So there you go. So that's your your strength is yeah. really the drawing, drawing, and then that you know the watercolor and yeah. pouring came. Later, much much later on. Okay. Life. Yeah. And and this did you just kind of were you in Puerto Rico and you kind of sit there and you start drawing? You say, let me just throw some water on this. Is that? No, there's this, a technique called um, no tan. It's a Japanese technique. It's it's mm -hmm. no tan. It's light and, and dark harmony. Mm -hmm. And I use that to do um, my initial drawings to see are the shapes going to be appealing. And I just love the way they looked. And then that led into, well, how can I capture that style okay. in my watercolors? And oh, that, that led to pouring. How oh. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have realized that that's the technique. Nobody it's does. beautiful, yeah. Nobody, right. I'm, I'm, I go to vendor events and they're just like, oh yeah, it's another watercolor. And it's like, yeah, it's a little bit different because I don't use a paintbrush. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That that really is. And when you go to to Tammy's website, you'll you'll realize how how amazing it is when you see the <laughs> Yeah, I mean I can yeah, the, to the me, pictures. It's, like, it's, it's gotta be amazing. I the mean, paintings the, there. Just, wow. That's amazing. So what kind of led you to take that jump to say, okay, I'm I'm doing some I'm doing watercolor, I'm realizing that I did you have a talent for this, that you enjoy doing it, to say, okay, I'm the take the, the professional leap to someone actually like market it and sell? COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the answer for everything. Yeah, right? but it's not the first time we've <laughs> heard it. It yeah. helps. I mean, yeah. It's a yeah, COVID happened and I thought this is, you know, if there's anything good out of it, this is the time that I should really um, build an inventory mm -hmm. and I had lots of time and I'm in the unique position that my husband was working and I, I 
couldn't do anything because I didn't speak the language, and so I started building this inventory. And then I, I came back after here to Virginia. I was stuck in Puerto Rico because okay. oh, wow. yeah. we were, and they had strict um, shutdowns. Mm-hmm. And so I finally got back to Virginia and at last April, and I thought, I am really going to launch myself now, and, and it's taken off. That's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. So, so you literally stayed in Puerto Rico during the, the COVID uh, years, if you want to we call were, it that? We were actually housebound. We, wow. could, we weren't allowed to go out at all. <laughs> and, and, and I had a did boxer. Did you go to the store? Or? They, they okay. put us on a system where um, for a while it was uh, odd even license plates and only one person could go in the store. You had to show your... Your, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You have to. Uh, remember when they did that with gas? I remember that. Yeah. I, re- I remember so that back in 1974. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did it with groceries, and one could go in, and it was it was crazy. So just not to go insane, you ha- you had to find something yeah, to, to do. do. My sure. husband started building models. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good because you're just looking at yeah. four walls. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Our That's our restrictions were tough. Were tough there. I would imagine. Yeah. I've heard that from from our friend Olga, who, who right. lives down there. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that it was. So how do you, so how do you kind of balance? Okay, you've got the creative part that you, and then now you have, you know, it's a business too in the sense that there's the selling, there's reaching out to people. How do you sort of balance the two of them? You know, I think artists struggle very much with that mm-hmm. because we use a different side of our brain than the business <laughs> people do. Um, but I before all of this many years ago I was I had my own business and so I did I taught classes um, to businesses so I already had that entrepreneurial blood running through Mm -hmm. my veins and it is hard though because when you're doing the business you're taking away from the art when you're taking when Mm -hmm. you're doing art you're taking so you know it's it's really hard then you have that hey watch this podcast oh look at TikTok oh Instagram. So you have to you have to be disciplined. You have mm-hmm. to schedule yourself and mm-hmm. make time for both. It is not true. I will paint and they will come. That does not no. work. <laughs> <laughs> no. And you know, most of us yeah. have to be in galleries or doing mm-hmm. vendor events or going exactly. so yeah, it's it's a it's a juggling act mm-hmm. all the time. What what are the ways that you found have been most successful for you to, to reach out and sort of spread the word about You your... know, if if people are trying to break into becoming a professional artist, the, the thing I can tell you is to get out into the art scene and the world. Mm. Um, I joined, I, I applied and joined and was accepted at McGuffey Art Center. I started going to First Fridays. I did every art event that I could, and, mm-hmm. and I didn't just stand there. I was like, hi, I'm yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let me show you my work. Exactly. So you have to really yeah. push yourself yes. out yeah. there. Yeah. And when you start making those connections, then you start finding out about opportunities and and yeah, yeah. different things you can do. And, and, and I mean, pretty much, it just about it feels like an almost every business. But in, but in this, you are literally selling yourself. You're, right? selling, You're selling yourself. yourself, and of course, your artwork. But if you, like you said, if you don't go out there and you shake the hands, you tell them who you are, and 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 let me show you some of the work. You know, yeah. nobody, nobody's like gonna say. And who are you? And yeah, you have exactly. any art there? Uh, well, and it's hard, too, because our, our art is like our child, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we are not going to appeal to everybody. Of course. And so it's hard when someone says, not for me. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. What do you mean it's not for you? Look at my beautiful painting. Yeah. Um, you know, we, I think we take it very personally mm-hmm. because right. I know right. how many hours I've spent on that. On and, that, exactly. Yeah. And so it's it's hard. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's always it's sharing... An extension of yourself, exactly. in a way, 
And so it's it's not as though you've made it's not as though you you know you made you're selling like a widget that was made in no. a factory somewhere no. else that you bought and are reselling. Like yeah. you made this, I you made poured this. work into yeah. it, and yeah, I would, I would imagine that there's a there's a bit of a challenge to really push yourself to to risk the no, to risk the rejection, but, exactly, to risk <laughs> yeah. the rejection to to put yourself out, out there, there to get yeah. the yes. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a hard a hard thing to do, yeah. especially if you've gotten the rejection already, because mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, I. I I was burned already one time. <laughs> well, it's funny because, I, I mean, I guess in, in, in everything you have that. I mean, as, as human beings, we hate to be told no, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have a good friend that I've known for like over 40 years, and he's a marketing guy. And um, when I first started to have to, you know, sell our business, yeah. right, I said, so, you know, what are the techniques? What do you, you know, what do you do? How do you go out there? He says, Xavier, the first thing you have to realize is that the answers already know, so there's only upside. Yeah. So basically, you're basically out there saying, I know they're going to say no, so, you know, there's nothing to lose. Let yeah. me go out there and try. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like you have to get over the fact that it's just going to get a lot of no's, no, but yeah. then once in a while you get that yes, and then phew, your exactly. spirit jumps, right? Exactly. And then you say, "Well, I got to do it again." Well, and you have to find your. In, as an artist, you have to find your tribe. You know who who uh, is. That's right. You know, not that's everybody right. loves poured watercolors. Exactly. They might like abstract, or they might like hyper realism. So mm-hmm. you're always trying to find that group that is interested in in what I do. So. Exactly. Yeah, sort of pu- putting yourself in the path of those. Yeah, throwing myself. Who, 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 you can't miss me. I'm lying sprawled out on me. Exactly. But do you do you find that you you enjoy that marketing part as well as the as you get more as you do it more as as much as or yeah. maybe not as much as the art, but no, I do. I find marketing very intriguing because it is a lot of psychological. stuff things involved mm-hmm. in it so I, do, I know that a lot of people hate it they absolutely hate the marketing end of it but I, I don't mind it I, I enjoy good. it but it, then it becomes wow I've, I've just spent 12 hours coming up with blah 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 I need to paint I need to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, need to create know, more inventory yeah, yeah. To, to find that balance yep. and it's hard when you out of curiosity I always wonder for this with, with artists is what sort of the genesis of like a new painting or a new project does it do you try to sit down and begin to sketch or do you try to get an idea in your head that oh I have to go and and do this I'm always curious like how the creative process works well you know um there's a great book out there it's called The Artist's Way and um by Cameron I can't remember her full name anyway Cameron something and that also happens as you get older you can't remember (laughs) anything (laughs) <laughs> so um, she says that as an artist, you should go out and experience the world because you're like a well. And as you fill that well out, mm-hmm. when you're in the creative process, it comes back out again. And I think that's what happens. I'm out and I'll see something. I'll be, oh, that's, that would be a great painting. Or, oh, that's a... And then I have more paintings in my head mm-hmm. than I actually have time okay. to sit down mm-hmm. and do. And sometimes I am... I'll put on my, um, I'm on Instagram, I'll put, which would you all rather me do, this or this? Because I'm, I want to do it all. Yeah. <laughs> so Ooh. it helps when somebody else makes that decision Absolutely, for me. yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, that's yeah. appealing already to a certain, a certain respect. That's already appealing to the base that already likes, likes you, my right? Art. So yeah. it's like, if, if that's the area they like, that's yeah. the area you're going to go through. Yeah. Yeah. The painting with the, the guy walking the 12 dogs mm-hmm. that I sent is actually on the promo, I think. Um, I put that out and tango dancers and said, which one would you rather have me paint? And they, the vote was the dog. 
the dog walk. Interesting. Road. Yeah. Interesting. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Thank goodness. I don't have to make that decision. One less decision to make. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's interesting. How you also, which is like, like we said, the beauty is then you're interacting and yeah. the audience almost feels like your father's feel almost kind of invested in the painting. Yeah. It's well, like, and you know, it's, it is a um, solo activity. Painting mm -hmm. is really a solo activity. But I love having interaction and, and having um, people who watch or are interested in my art help me name paintings mm -hmm. or. Um, yeah, give their opinion. Uh, that feeds me. So, if you're if you're out there and you're following artists, you should interact with them and, and their posts and stuff. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and and just really also just to to experience that to sort of learn from how an artist goes about and the it, that part of it, and the process. I show my process. I show the draw. I show every step on my social media. So if wow. people want to see what I do. Oh. There is a place you can see it. That's amazing. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that really, that really is amazing. So, out of curiosity, so when people go to your website, you've got obviously there are certain paintings that you already have. Can people request? I don't say, Tammy, I'd love for you to to paint this or, or yes. this memory. Like a I custom. do commissions, um, and I get a lot of pet. Pet commissions. Yeah, oh. it's a really cool way to, to memorialize mm -hmm. a pet. Um, but I had a woman also in Gordonsville. She has a beautiful farm, and she wanted um, a painting of her of her farm and oh, her house. Oh. So I did that. But yeah, I, d I will do a commission. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. I like to. I like that you have the idea, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna. I have the skill, and we will work together to, to create. try to execute yeah. it. Yeah, I, get I your like vision on well. paper. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. very nice. That that's is fun. very nice. Yeah. I like that, yeah, as well. That's one thing. I, I like to write, but writing doesn't quite lend it. I always appreciate art because I feel like it lends itself a little more yeah. to that than writing. You say, you know, yeah, I've, I've got an idea. Can you write it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, did you write it's this like, fake uh, story about me? It's like, <laughs> not quite the, as beautiful as like a, a, a memorial of my farm or my, my well, loved pet. What a nice um, gift also to yes. somebody because they will have something that no one else in, in the world would have. That's, right. That's the beauty of yeah. it, I think, because the beauty of art, you know, particularly if you commission, you know, a work of art from a, an artist like yourself, is that it's true. It's it's that unique yeah. thing. It's not that you went in a store and there were a hundred different, you know, prefabricated, you know. I, I shut it even sometimes in the furniture stores. I shut it even called it paintings because they've yeah, just no. been like, yeah. you know, they're yeah. completely fake, but you have something, a gift for someone yeah. that is meaningful to them in a particular way. Yeah, it'll mean something to them. Yeah, they will I did, look at um, it and... I did a commission for a young man. They got married, and on their honeymoon, somebody took a picture of them sitting on a beach uh, with this beautiful ocean in front of them, and he contacted me and said, would you do this painting for my wife? And um, I did it for him. And you know she had to have been... Oh, like, thrilled, moved. Fallen oh, over absolutely. when he gave her that. What yeah. a... What a wonderful gift. What a beautiful yeah. gift. Oh, yep. that is true. And that's, that's fantastic, I think, to have... I think some of those people don't realize the extent to which you, you should... I mean, for, for local artists that are willing to do it, yeah. reach out to them. Because sometimes you think... I think people have in their, in their minds sometimes... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, commission. It must be... I would have to find one of those, like, some big national artist no. and, you know... No. But you can... Local artists, like, you, you're willing to do yeah. those things. And, and you know beautiful. the other thing on that topic, because I think that it is... It, it can be intimidating to approach artists, and not all will do that. But mm -hmm. I just had a young woman saw a painting on my website, and she she wrote me and she said, I love that painting. I can't afford it. Do you take, do you take payments? 
And I said, yeah, I'll take a payment because I would much rather a painting go to someone who is crazy in love exactly. with it mm-hmm. than somebody who's like, yeah, okay, I bought it and I'll stick it in the attic now. Yeah, <laughs> I had some spare change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if there is anything anybody ever sees on my website and they are falling in love with it, they should absolutely reach out. I, I'm not scary. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I will work with people. Now, would you say that the majority of painting that you do happens in Puerto Rico or here, or it's now a balance? You know, it's happening here because I've spent, I'm spending a lot of my okay. time um, in, in my home. But I got exciting news. I just got a gallery of uh, studio space, and it's right down. I'm, I'm going to be your neighbor. Oh, you're going to be right down here? Down yeah, down? I am um, in a, a small gallery called Phaeton. Have you all heard of it? No. It is, do you know where the livery um, restaurant in, on Preston, Old Preston Road? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 and yeah, it's yeah. The, okay, so it's the building right bes- almost beside that. It's 114 Pres- Old Preston Avenue, yeah, and I have a studio space in there, and we'll be moving in mid-May. That's wow, fantastic. Congratulations. So people, people will be able to come, come and visit, visit you there? Yes, yes. Oh, that's fantastic. And they participate also in First Friday, so they always mm-hmm. have exhibits um, open. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's a, a great opportunity to absolutely. go in and yeah. see you and, and sort of... And the other artists meet, that are meet there. Meet the other artists. Yeah. yeah, and they have workshops, all kinds of things going on. Oh, that's so nice. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad... That's fabulous. Good for, I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. It's, it's always wonderful. I love when we like learn something like news. It's like, oh. Well, my husband will be thrilled too because I'll be moving off of our dining room table. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What do you need on this table?" Yes, yes, yes. and yeah, I have to trip over all the art supplies, so he will be very happy not to have me painting in the that's, dining that's room. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, so, Tammy, before we let you go, where's the best place for people to get in touch with you and find out more, purchase some art, reach out to you? Well, I have a website. And it's really easy. It's www.tammytatum.com. <laughs> it could be easier. <laughs> it could not be easier. It could um, be easier. I'm on Instagram, on Facebook. I mentioned I'm at uh, the Phaeton Gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some work also at the McGuffey Art Center. And if you go to my website, um, there's always you can contact me. Oh, so easy. Yeah. Wow. TammyTatum.com. Yep. Easy. Uh, easy as to be. Easy to remember. Is that the same for, I mean, I don't know enough, is that the same for like Instagram and, and is that the Instagram, same? Instagram, I had to put my middle initial because somebody had already taken my name. So really? Tammy H. Tatum. How is that possible? There's only <laughs> one Tammy Tatum. No, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Tammy H. Tatum on, uh, on, on Instagram, okay. but I'm Tammy Tatum on Facebook. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And TammyTatum.com is the key. TammyTatum.com. Super easy. Come visit me at Phaeton. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Definitely. We will. You'll probably see us there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tammy, it's been such a pleasure. It's been Thank pleasure. you so Absolutely. much. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. It's so been much great for coming. meeting it's you. It's been a lot of fun. It's been so much fun. Oh, same here. Same here. Thanks so much for coming on today. All right. All right. So as we, we rotate here, uh, I always love just... You, you, I did rejuvenate, I think, but the passion. Oh, yeah, and the, exactly. How much people love what they do and love sharing and, it. And, you know, we've always talked about it. I mean, you know, like, certainly, you know, when you don't have the talent for something, you know, like, like I just can't draw to save my life. And I, I meet people that just, I mean, they can, they can kind of throw water and, and create something like that. It's just, it's just amazing yeah. to me because, you know, 
it's 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 this so is impressive. yeah there's a certain talent there that you don't realize it's just in them and they're mm -hmm. able to put that together fantastic yeah, yeah. It, it truly is yeah. it truly yeah. is uh, and from one great guest to another we're glad to have him back on the show uh jeff camrat the owner of aquasivo hand car wash and aqua car wash express jeff good to have you back on Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Good, good to see you. Good to see you. So how 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 things going? It's been it's been a little bit. How how's uh, the transition from winter to spring? Uh, oh, I mean, spring is here, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. We're wearing, green, well, you guys are wearing. The green's got to be on, the green's got to be all over the cars now already, right? Pollen I mean, season, oh yes, <laughs> love pollen <laughs> season. <laughs> yeah, Alex, does too. Like, can't you tell? <laughs> it, hit, it hit overnight. It was like oh man, it's it went amazing. from. I mean, winter. I mean, we had such a mild winter. We did. Yeah, we did. I thought already. it would come a little earlier, and it mm. kind of pushed back, and then it was just like. And one day, all the cars just started showing up with pollen on them. It was, I mean, I, we, we could call the day. I was sitting in the shop, and I was looking at our car count numbers. I was like, it's been busier today. And as I'm looking at the car count numbers, and I started looking out at the windows. And I started, I actually was out scrubbing a couple of cars, and uh, I was like, every car in here is just covered in pollen. Covered. And it was literally overnight. It was oh, amazing. Yep. It's yeah. so interesting it, how it, it happens. It, it was like, I could feel it the day it happened because it was like a, a little bit of a windy day, but I'm, I was walking with, with Elizabeth and I, I'm like, I'm feel like my eyes start watering my nose and I'm like, I feel it mm -hmm. like getting on my head and stuff. And sure enough, we get back to the car, green. Yep. Like the top of the time, I'm like, oh boy, time to load up on the Zyrtex. It's, <laughs> it's, it's here. It's here. Is pollen the number one thing like this time of year that people will try to come in for? It is. I mean, well, it's partly that. I think there's also just a general mind shift of the weather's gotten nicer. Yeah, exactly. um, I'm willing to be outside a little more and I'm thinking mm -hmm. about being outside and I'm staring at my car and it's been under a tree and it's been winter, but it's fine. And then you just see this pollen come. And then that pollen and the rain mix and you get that spotty, oh, spotty, spotty yeah. stuff yeah. on your car. And I think people just look at it and just can't stand yeah. it. And so uh, they just start getting their cars clean. It's great for us. We love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, not only that, there's something, I mean, there's something about a, a sunny, warm day and you look at your car and it's sparkling. And just it just makes you, yeah, you just, it makes you feel good. The tires you go out there and it's like, it's got, you can't see through the windows and stuff. It just doesn't feel right. Well, it don't feel about, like driving like, I'm going to go outside this weekend. I may go to the cidery or the winery or I'm going to spend some time. I'm going to be in the car. That's right. And I want to show up ready to go. I want my <laughs> exactly. car looking clean. And, um, I, you know, it's just it's just a mindset. It it's, is. it's so interesting. But, I mean, it goes back to, like, in the winter when things are slow-ish. We still have those days as well when you get all the snow and the slush and the mm -hmm. salt. So it... It does go both ways, but it's much more consistent in the spring, um, which, you know, like I said, we're, we're, we're excited to have it. It's our, we're coming up on our five-year anniversary tomorrow. tomorrow. Wow. Charlottesville. I was actually looking Happy at the watch. I was like, oh, my goodness. Uh, and our one-year anniversary in uh, Zion um, on the 23rd. Mm. So. Have you, do you notice a pickup in the Express Car Wash as well? It has. I mean, in your first year, you really are in this ramping phase mm -hmm. of just trying to earn uh, new business, new customers. Your your the word of mouth is still getting out. You're you're an unknown entity. Mm -hmm. um, people are testing your service out, see yep. if it's actually as good as you you, know, you think it is. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know, working through those 
uh, relationships to build that uh, rapport with your customers. So they'll go tell their friends, their family, they'll start mm-hmm. coming. And you just kind of start growing that user base. That first year, it's really a two to three year ramping process yeah. to really get to like a mature mm-hmm. um, business right. cycle. Um, but what we've really seen if starting in March is we've really seen it like really ramp and escalate. And I think that's been a combination of factors one is we're coming into our the end of our first year mm-hmm. and it's spring the weather's nice it mm-hmm. is pollen season yep. uh we did have a mild winter which actually hurts the car wash business you would think like you, you would think a mild winter would be better for it but you really as a business owner not that we you know want to have salt on all the roads but uh, the it helps our business exactly. so yeah. the yeah. snow yeah. and the salt we didn't have any of that this no, year no, so nothing. i'm sitting on a pallet worth of road salt in the back equipment room that we would use on our lot to help melt snow when it would come down and we just it's just sitting there just sitting. <laughs> I don't know where to put it I can't sell it back so I guess I'm holding on to it for a year <laughs> yeah until next, next year. year next year <laughs> next year I'm just interested what is the um, if you do have your car like okay it's it, it, you came out of the winter maybe you got you know you haven't had it clean but particularly the layer of pollen what is the typical thing that you guys do at the hand car wash what's like the go-to thing to really deal with that pollen and so that's a and part b is it possible at all to like do things that prevent it from sticking again no. or no okay so uh the pollen's gonna <laughs> and be and if there no was i mean yeah. it's not gonna it's like i don't want it that's where we say the membership yeah. helps because we'll have folks at both at both shops mm-hmm. right that they'll come almost daily when they have the membership because mm-hmm. they'll, they'll they'll come get their wash it's clean and 10 minutes later they've got a little thin layer of pollen yeah. and the next day it's coated on or maybe they live on a farm or maybe they live mm. out in the country and they get a lot of that um the membership is the best thing for it at that point just because you can just get in there and get yeah. the repetition uh we do always recommend a wax at this time of year that wax is just an extra layer, layer of protection between mm. your paint and the elements and, and at the hand wash, well, at both washes, we have a ceramic product. At the Express, it's a liquid that's put on in the tunnel. And at the uh, hand wash, we have a liquid, and we also have a hand-applied one, which is like a your traditional wax product right, exactly. that you guys have known. And, you yeah. you know, uh, wax on, wax, wax off, off, Miyagi yep. style. Uh, <laughs> we have a ceramic product. It's just a better product than your traditional Carnubas. It's a smaller particle, so it gets into the paint, the any damaged areas in your paint, it'll kind of get into those lower areas. Um, and it's also, it's called hydrophobic, meaning it's basically, think of them as oil and, I mean, it's like, uh, it's like oil and water. They just, they oh, don't, the water they don't, just they don't, off they don't the... mix and match. And the water just, you'll see it happen where like, you come out in the morning, you have those dew drops on your mm-hmm. car, but they're beaded up. They're yeah. not just sitting on there. And then as soon as you take, take off, they just, Oh, interesting. It's, a, it's fun. Oh, that's not really neat <laughs> yeah. to see. And the nice thing about those products is you can actually put them on any surface. So a traditional oil-based wax, you can't put it on plastic. You can't put it on vinyl. It'll bleach it. Mm. Whereas a, a, a ceramic, you can put on anything. You can put on your plastic. You can put on your tires if you want to. You can even put it on your windshield. So we'll sometimes, like, I'll take my wife's car through there, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, she likes it where the, 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 the water just comes sliding off. <laughs> So you put a little of that spray ceramic on the windshield mm-hmm. and, and just rub it in, and it just—it's like rain X times a million. Oh, that's so. amazing! Wow. Also, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Also, that, and I bet that would help with preventing the water, the rain mixing with the. Well, it's still mixed, but then it'll come right. But off. now it comes right dry. off. It right. doesn't like leave those green sludgy streaks on your right. car. You'll see that a car that hasn't had a wax or hasn't been treated that way or hasn't been polished and then waxed, it'll—you get those streaks. 
when the, when they kind of when it drips off the car because that paint is kind of I wouldn't say it's abrasive, but it's just mm-hmm. got a little more like grip to it. Almost mm-hmm. like think of it like sandpaper, but like at, at a finer rate. And when that you put that wax on it, it basically levels all of that out and puts a leather thin coat, so everything's sitting on top and just slides, it slides right off. off. Uh, we we recommend those those services really at this time of year and in the fall going into the winter. So. Mm. It's a, it's a good time to do, especially mm-hmm. like like you said, if you're going to go into the winter and you got you know salt being hitting on your car through with the rain, it's probably good to get that thing out as quickly and as yeah, possible. Yeah, and in the fall and in the winter too, you think about the leaves that come down and oh, sit yeah. on your car. When those leaves break down with in, with water, you'll get those like brownish stains exactly. sometimes on yeah. your car, and so that's just another time of the year that you'd like to do it. Uh, on my personal vehicles, I do it every other month every three months i mean we're there so yeah. i can do it but um you know it's it's something you should do at least twice a year how about resin because you know sometimes you park underneath the you don't realize you park yeah. underneath one of these pine trees and you come out and you got these little resin drops so i grew up in houston texas it's super hot down there you always would try to find a tree to park under to keep your car cool right. that's the worst place you can park your car <laughs> exactly. don't park under trees please if you're trying to keep your car cool what you should do is find a parking lot face it away from the sun and 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 it's going to be warmer, but as soon as you go into those trees at this time of year, you get that sap coming on yes, your car. Exactly. It drips onto your car. That sap will actually break down the clear coat on your paint if you don't get it off. Oh. Now, it takes some time, but we'll see cars come in that have it hardened. It's been there for years. Yeah. And we'll get it off, and we have a process to get that off. You can use adhesive remover, but you can use some other things too. Sometimes you have to use a plastic razor blade because it's so wow. hardened onto okay. there. It's kind of bonded. When we take it off, you'll actually see a dulled layer underneath. It has gone through the clear coat, and it's now sitting on your paint. Wow, unbelievable. So if you have sap on your car, you sit under a tree, you need to get it off. You need to get off as fast as you can. And when the weather is warm and it's kind of softer, Mm. it's easier. Yeah. Right? Uh, But when it starts to get cold in the winter and that's hardened up, and all it does is it takes that UV light from the sun and basically amplifies it and puts it right through right under your clear coat and starts breaking it down. Oof. Yes, that's, a, that's important. And there's that's nothing you can really do at that point to fix it. We can polish yeah. it up and try to fix it, but you're looking at, you, you, need, you would almost need a, 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 an application, a body shop for some more clear coat. Wow. I remember when I, when I was growing up, and, and, I'm, and I'm trying to think of the name, before you put the wax, there also used to be something where you, it, it would, I guess, um, Liven up the color again. I forget what. Yeah, what's you that? polish it. Yeah. So, I, which I don't know what the older. We use an orbital buffer at the hand wash. So what we do is you take a, a rotary. You have different layers, types of pads. Some are grittier and some are finer. And then you you have to put a lubricant on it. Otherwise, you'll burn the paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do this what's called a compound, meaning you're compound, actually cutting too. it a little bit. Okay. And then you come back with a polish pad. We don't compound anymore. We used okay. to get a little bit, but it's pretty risky. Yeah. Um, you can damage the paint. But you take the same rotary, you put a polish pad on it with a, with a polish, actually. You put it on the pad, and you will literally work the paint in different patterns to okay. try to even it out. And what you're doing is you're bringing back the, 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 the sharpness and the color of the paint. Um, Basically, it's been dulled over time, and you're really taking away a little bit of the, the layer, right. the dulled layer right. on top. So you are damaging paint at that point or clear coat at that point. And so it's not something you want to do that regularly. You yeah. do it a couple of times in the life of the vehicle. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a great service to do if you're going to sell it. 
because it really makes that car oh. like shine as you're ready to sell it. You also may see it a lot of times when that car is just uh, a little bit older, it's gone down the road. You see sometimes you'll see those little spider marks that have worked its way onto the paint. That's just, mm -hmm. you know, grit or sand that's kind of just slid down. That's just damage that happens over and over and over as you drive your car. You can you can do that polish and and it'll really take it. But then you'd want to put that wax or that ceramic okay, coat well, back yeah. over the top of yeah. it to, to protect yeah. it on top. Because I remember my so my father had a 1966 Impala, and you know after he finished with it, I I took over the car, and so I you know I was still young back then. It's like let me I got some compounding. I compound the whole thing and Get then put the wax on it. In. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean it was Impalas were big cars too, but after I finished, my father said, wait a minute. <laughs> Not sure, I'm gonna get this car up anymore, you know, because well, it looks beautiful. One of the other things that's great about the ceramic versus the old school, we used to, we used to use an old school wax, and man, the arm work that you would get putting it on, and mm. it would cake up when it got hot, and then taking it off and getting it to a sheen without yeah. having it streak. It's a process, it yeah. would take us an hour, you know, with two guys. Now, with the ceramic, we can knock those out in 20 minutes, the same, and with better coverage, better protection. Mm -hmm less risk to the car from the, from the plastic or the vinyls. Mm -hmm. We're not bleaching that. Um, and it, it literally goes on and off so much faster. And then it, it self levels. So you don't have to sheen it and buff it in evenly. Yeah. Yeah. You can get it and you can not be perfect with it. And over the next 24 to 48 hours, it'll level itself out on its, on its own. So not only are you getting a better product, you're getting it quicker um, and it lasts longer. So we, we really like the stuff. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's what remember we had a comment. Uh, Chad Wood said um, saves on wiper blades. But yeah, I think yeah. he's a reference. That, you know. So, yeah, Chad. Uh, he's in the car wash industry. Chad's a great guy. Um, but he, he's exactly right. So like, you ever get that 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 squeaky? squeaky yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so obviously you probably need new wiper blades if you're getting that. You don't want to scratch your glass, and you'll sometimes see on some cars you'll see those scratches oh, that have yeah. gone into the glass. Yeah. Um, you should always, you know, use the right wiper fluid for the right season. You know, there's different, like I have the bug stuff in now. Um, get the Rain-X, that's got a little bit of that, that SiO2 in it, which is that ceramic okay. in it. But then the, the bug version kind of works off the bug grime. Uh, in the winter, that has more of like a salt. Um, but then if you put that ceramic on, you can go down the road it can, in a driving rainstorm, and you don't need to use your wiper blades. Like I've gone down 64 in a, just a monsoon with that ceramic on my windshield and it's just, and it's just, it's just sheeting off. And the wiper blades are only smearing it more. So you just, it's just blowing off. My son will be like, Dad, why don't you have your wiper blades on? I'm like, I, I don't need it. I can see. Wow. You know. So I don't recommend that if you're not comfortable with your wiper blades. Please don't take that <laughs> yeah. as driving advice. It's Jeff you know, said, that's the We're not advising you to do that, uh, but uh, uh, it's a possibility. I have to text my attorney afterwards and be like, throw the disclaimer in there. Tell to put in the chat yeah, disclaimer. Yeah. We are not advising you to, uh, to not do this. Not use wiper blades. You know, but Chad Wood is a fan. He says, keep up the good work, Jeff. Yeah. Chad's a great guy. He's a, he's a fan of. Uh, of that, so I, I did want to ask you a little bit about that. We we touched on it a little bit, just what the process of like the expansion and growth has been like. Yeah. You know, opening a second location, well, a second location in a slightly different way. Right? Yeah. What, what's that kind of been been like? Because I think that's a stage that I think a lot of entrepreneurs that when they start businesses in Charlottesville, they think of that it's like in their five or ten year plan, but you know, it takes a while to get there. So that a lot of them haven't experienced it yet. 
Right. So we have talked about this a lot, and I think the biggest challenge that faces most business owners is getting out of the day-to-day business. Mm -hmm. That's not to mean you're not paying attention to it, but that means like, you know, the first three years I was washing cars, we talked about this, and that doesn't scale Mm long-term. That doesn't scale just in general. Like, if you're picking up all the slack from your team, A, they don't understand or learn how to pick up the slack you're doing Mm -hmm. them a disservice yeah both from your management staff and then from your actual like you know hour labor um so step one is get it to a point where you trust the people and then let them make decisions that are in the best interest of your business Mm -hmm. right if you have done your job correctly and put the right people in place and the right pieces in place and you've trained them you need to give them ownership and responsibility mm-hmm. for those choices. And that's, and again, that does not mean you're, you're completely ignoring it. You're having conversations, but they need to make mistakes on their own and learn from them and then mm-hmm. figure out how to apply those lessons learned to grow your business. Um, so that's step one. Step two is, you know, try to figure out how you evolve, right? I mean, every business can, do better in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. It can yeah. be from a process, a service, a pricing, a customer service, a scaling standpoint. Like where, where, where do you have success? And so, like we learned early on with hand wash, the scalability from the labor standpoint wasn't going to be possible. And so, how do we grow? And, and that, yeah. And but also address that challenge. And mm-hmm. that's where we came. With, with, that's where the tunnel came in. Yep. Right. As we didn't have, we weren't going to have the labor challenges. Um, from a staffing standpoint right, and things exactly. like that. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say we don't have labor challenges. Everybody does. Um, but th- the ability to have four people run a tunnel versus having 15 run a hand wash, it, yeah. it's not. It, it, it's less of a challenge. Mm-hmm. It requires less of my day-to-day, like, hands-on. Like, mm-hmm. am I there? Yes, I open and close. I open three days a week for you know as part of the management staff on my own outside of my responsibilities as the owner and general manager so you have to just figure out what those questions and challenges are and then evolve the business and and tammy was talking about it earlier like covid required so much of business owners to evolve how they perform their business that um those that have made some changes i think you've seen it around town, like they've had a lot of success mm-hmm. if you're willing even, to even coming out of it. Yeah. Right. So, uh, like to, at the, at the hand wash, we are now appointment only. Right. And that's from talking with our staff or talk with our management, we're talking with our investors, like to say, Hey, here's what the business really needs to be doing. And then you start working on how do you, how do you start making small changes? You don't want to make these whole cloth changes that, are really risky, you basically start saying like, hey, we have a lot of success in COVID, for instance, we started doing appointments. So we, out of COVID, we we kept some of that structure mm-hmm. with appointments. Now we're appointment only all the time. All the time. So Yeah. Hence the additional value of the membership because isn't the membership is membership, the one that you can, don't need an appointment. You don't need the appointment. Correct. Right. So um, those are just examples and you know everybody has their own challenges and own businesses and and who am I to tell somebody what they should and shouldn't do? I just like to think of it as if you can just think about your business as an organism mm. that is going to grow and evolve, um, certain things need to die for that to happen. You need to, like, we've killed off services. We've killed off products. We've mm-hmm. killed off pricing. We've, we, you know, that, that, you know, it's like getting your lawn ready every year, right? You need to go get the dead parts of your lawn out yeah. before you can grow it. 
and then you take what you learned last year. Maybe some things didn't work. You throw those away and you mm -hmm. keep what worked. And so there's so many analogies you can make they here. Use, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. That's what I find most enjoyable about business. And I think that's what most business owners ultimately. I think so. It's, it's, we talk about all the time. We, we, the analogy we often use is kind of the, the jigsaw puzzle. Like there's right. an enjoyment of okay, putting the pieces together, mm -hmm. knowing what doesn't belong, figuring out how to make it work. Right. And they, I think there's a there's a, there's a a fun or enjoyable aspect that comes from that. Right. I mean, like your business, your service, your gadget, your thing that you do is your thing, right? You know that better than anybody. But it's the idea that the process is more similar for all of our businesses mm -hmm. of getting there than we all realize. Yeah. It's just you know solving this problem is unique to the financial business versus the car wash, mm -hmm. but the thinking. I bet the underlying thought process, we could probably have a, a conference room meeting and sit down and you could fill me in and we could start skinning the cat that way, right? Exactly. And figuring out, like, exactly. having some yeah. of the similar conversations. And so I think the more conversations other business owners have with each other, it expands their own thinking because they'll think of something or they'll be told something that that's completely else, yeah. out yeah. of their thought process mm -hmm. and it just, you're like, oh, that's a great idea. It clicks. Exactly. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Johnny Nellis liking and sharing the show this morning. Brian Johnson, uh, Jake Retro, Kevin Higgins. So lot, lots of fans uh, liking the show this morning. Couple shout outs. Jake actually did our, so one of the ideas, so, um, Jake installed all of our new speakers out at Zion Crossroads. And nice. so one of the things we had out there is we were trying to increase the customer experience out there without as a new business, we didn't have a lot of excess cash to just, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, well, you could do a bunch of things that obviously cost a lot of money, but like how can we do things that are incremental? And so one of the things that as you walk around the property, you can hear the, vac the hum of the vacuums all the time. It's not loud, but it's there. And it's just kind of dull and boring mm, out there. Yeah. And so we ended up um, adding some speakers with a little receiver out there and we just play music out there, simple. It's not like blaring loud. And, <laughs> But, like, it's just one of those things where now it's like a place like, hey, I'm cleaning my car and there's some good music on. It's yeah, just you one don't of those feel the things. total like, dullness yeah. of, like, the same. I like being here. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And so Jake installed them for us, and we're super grateful. Um, and Jake is a man of many talents. He's also owns the Mosquito Squad business in town. Oh, so okay. I've seen this. his, yes, I've yeah. seen his little uh, signs. Right. Um, so it's, um, you know, again, you know, is somebody who he, he was solving problems for us and other like we'll talk from time to time he'll be sitting there on a ladder installing a speaker and we'll be talking about something completely different <laughs> and so one of the ideas we've come up with is we want to put led lights down the tunnel to create like a little light show <laughs> and so and jake was like yeah we could do that we could match it to the to the music oh that's cool <laughs> so yeah. it's something we'll probably do at some point in the future so oh, jake get so ready true, yeah. you're gonna have it's some like a disco with, with cars yeah exactly a Club little car disco <laughs> yeah I like it. I, I like that. I like that idea. That's you see it. people dancing in their cars soon. Like well, cars so we, tr we tried this a little bit. So it, um, one day we were sitting in there. It was in the winter, so it was getting dark early, and it was about, I don't know, 6 o'clock. And I was just I was sitting there helping guys wash cars, and I was like, we didn't have the music at this time, and so I was kind of like, how do we like make liven this place up mm -hmm. a little bit? And so we have this grand entry arch when you go in the tunnel, and it lights up. It's really bright. And... Uh, but we had the lights on in the tunnel, so it, while it's bright, it doesn't really, you know, Stand blow you away. Yeah. So I said, hey, cut cut the lights off in the tunnel real quick for this next car. And there's a there was a little kid in the car, maybe five or six years old, maybe about the same age as uh, my boys. 
and I, I had the, um, the, the driver, the, the mom or the dad, I can't remember who it was, said, I said, hey, we're going to cut the lights off real quick. Don't, don't be afraid, but tell your, tell your daughter to you know, look out the window. So we did. We cut them off, and these lights come on, and they're, they're flashing, and we have LEDs in there on some mm-hmm. of the equipment, and they came out, and that kid was like, eyes were like, that was the coolest thing. And it wasn't even anything like super yeah. special. It was just kind of what we had available to us. And I was like, this is cool. We got to do something like yeah, this in the exactly. future. So. <laughs> and you see some of those t- other tunnels that are the big corporate. They'll do like the Halloween bloodbath or they'll do the tunnel of love. Um, and those are really cool things that we want to be able to do at some point in the future. So that'll be fun. To oh, that is going to be neat. Yeah. It's going to be neat. It's those, it's those little touches sometimes. It's, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, right? right? But just making those changes to make it just a more right. a fun experience. Makes you want to return. Yeah, exactly. That's the old goal, right? That's all yeah, you want. Right? Let's go well, back. But how often does your kid, the one being like, let's go to the car wash? <laughs> let's right, go back. Exactly. So where my brother lives in, and outside of Nashville, um, I, I know the guy who owns a car wash there, and they do all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool how they do it. And half of their customers on some of those days are just their kids want to go through the tunnel because they got the light show and the music. And it's just like, it's fun to do. So um, as we get further down the line, those will be things we get to add, and we're yeah. excited yeah. to yeah. do Yeah, oh, that's those. neat. Yeah. That is neat. I'm glad and just always love that that part. Gosh, you know, we got to talk at least a, a twice or two on, on UVA baseball. Oh, man, I'm ready for been, it. Yeah. So, I mean, just maybe start with the team in general. Because I think right. we, we know the offense has right. been really good. But team in general, how how you feeling so far with what right. we halfway through ACC So, playing? I'm knocking on wood. We're we see <laughs> yeah. us, right? All right, let's go. Something is good. We're, we're pretty good. Yeah. Um, I always am cautious at this point in the season on, with our teams. Mm-hmm. For the simple fact that you've started ACC play, you're a few weeks in, but up until the ACC, you don't really play the brand of baseball that's the same caliber. Yeah. And so you have to be cautious with, I mean, last year's a perfect example. Yeah, we were like 21 and 0. And I was watching our team at the time, and this isn't a knock on the team, I was just like, we have, we have some weaknesses. You know, yeah. we're, we're not as good as I think we think we are. Yeah. Uh, and we weren't tested at all. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to this year, um, all the, basically the big pieces of the offense were back and they're all a year older. And then we bring in some transfers through the portal who mm-hmm. are really good players. Um, the O'Donnell kid, the center fielder is really yeah. good. He is. Um, we've got two starting pitchers from, through the portal. Um, Parker and um, Edgerton. Edgerton, yep. Um, are Friday and Saturday guys, mm-hmm. and they can just pitch. Yeah, and so can. seeing these kids, I saw them in the fall play a little bit, and the pitching is hard to tell what it's like in the fall because the guys aren't throwing, like, full games. They're throwing mm-hmm. two-inning, three-inning stints. Our offense was clearly really good, and we could pick yeah. it up. I could see that, you know, we could field the, the ball. So I was excited kind of going into the year, and we, we start the season, and we're doing well. But you also have that cautious it's optimism. The same not, yeah, it's just like, the same let me not get too high yet. Yeah. And then we, we go to NC State to open ACC – or no, UNC and then mm-hmm. NC State, and we go two out of three, two out of three on the road to open ACC play. And, and, and they're both ranked, and you're kind of going, we may be good. Yeah. Fast forward to we, – you know, we, we sweep. I can't remember who we sweep, and then we, we – Play at Florida Virginia. State. I think we swept Florida State. Florida State was, uh, yeah, that's right. We swept we sweep Florida State. Then we go to Virginia Tech. And, and at this point, I'm thinking, you know, Florida State, I know they're not on as well as they yeah. are, but it's still Florida State. Yeah. Um, and we, we play Virginia Tech. And we, we lose that series, but 
and then we come back at my, but what I see is you come back after losing at Tech, two out of three, and you play Miami at home is ranked 20. And Miami's no slouch and never a slouch. Yeah, exactly. And, and we sweep. And we play a couple of close. We win the Friday game, what, in the extra innings? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then we, we stomp on them Saturday. Yeah. And I can't remember what the score was Sunday, but we take care of business. To see that happen to me, and, you know, and I, I would imagine Coach O'Connor sees it the same way, is you have a down week. You think you may be really good. And then you kind of have a, a, you know, mm-hmm. some medicine given to you. And then you step right back out the next week and step up and go 4-0 or 5-0, or whatever it is against a ranked opponent, that was huge. Yeah. And so what, what I see in this team is we can clearly hit it. We're top two or three in the country in hitting. We're top two or three in the country in pitching. We're top ten in fielding. So the bones are all there. Are there yeah. And now these guys have figured out that they're figuring out how to win. And that's the skill that I feel like and it's tough to figure out in college baseball of like the mindset of if you're in a game late, we used to have this mindset um, pre-Coach O'Connor, which you always were worried, like, how are we going to lose this game? Mm, How's it yeah. going to happen? We're it's up late, but, like, you're kind of, like, don't – you think about you're thinking about the negative. Yeah. Trans, you know, fast forward to 2004 when Coach O'Connor gets here, we were, we were behind in most of our games late, and we were called the Cardiac Cavaliers then. <laughs> and our, our mindset, though, was, okay, we're down one or two. How are we going to win this thing? And what you see with these guys is, is they kind of have that mindset of is how are we going to win this thing? Or they're learning the skill of winning, number one. But then they're taking care of business. Mm-hmm. When you are supposed to beat a team, they beat the team. Yeah. Yeah. You don't let they them don't hang around. They don't play down to the competition. Yeah. They don't let them hang around. Yeah. Right? Good example, yesterday I was at the game. We spot Mount St. Mary's three runs in the first. Right? Made an error. They're hitting the ball hard. And you come right back out and drop nine on them in the bottom of the first <laughs> inning. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not supposed to say, oh, we'll take care of it. We got nine innings to go. Yeah. And but they come right out and drop nine. Yeah. And what I see from this team is like they are stepping on the gas all the time. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Because when you play better competition, you're gonna need every bit of that yeah. because the other That's team right. is really the other teams mm-hmm. are really good and we're on, they're only gonna get better as you go deeper in the season. So I see a really special team. Um, obviously, you want to be, keep everybody healthy throughout the season. That's always the trick in baseball. Yes, yep, you yep, know this. Yep. When you see some of these guys getting hurt in the in the big leagues. In the big leagues. <laughs> What's the guy, the, the closer for the Mets? Um, oh, yeah, oh. Diaz. Yeah, I mean, one, yeah, yeah. Steps on his uh, – In the World Baseball Classic. Jumps up and down. Jump and boom. Done for the season, yeah. yeah. So um, – it's yeah, I say healthy, and obviously we had the scary uh, thing with Nick Parker. He got hit in the face, yeah, um, and he's back. And so, I mean, what a stud! He's the pitching. I think is the big. That's the I mean, We had a good offense good. last year because none of these guys are throwing ninety eight. Yeah, I mean Nick Parker, Edgington, they throw ninety, ninety one, ninety two. They can pitch, and they 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 can pitch with four pitches. And then you have Jack yeah. O'Connor. He's yeah. pitching on Sundays, mm-hmm. and he's a he's a first year, and and he's stepping up so and pitching like well. he's a second or third year. Our midweek guys are they're going out and taking care of business in the mm-hmm. midweek, which you know Connolly early Connolly early should be a weekend starter for was, most programs. That's what I was thinking because right? when they had to, I think they had to move him in there yeah. when Parker got hurt, and he then he held up beautifully. Yeah, I mean, and it was just, I think his first ACC start, so maybe he's a little mm-hmm. nervous in that game, but. The point is, is like we got four, maybe five legitimate starters. Our bullpen is lights out. I mean, we can. Th- I mean, 
we're throwing six, seven guys up there, and they're, I mean, so it's super exciting to watch these guys play. The games are fun. The crowds yeah. are getting big. It's exciting to go to games. Um, it's baseball season, man. Yeah, it really is. It is. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's an enjoyable it's, thing. Who are the major guy, the major competitors out there that are like, okay, these guys, do you think we're in like the top echelon? I mean, or? We're, we're ranked anywhere from ranked, five to eight. Yeah. I think that's right on. Um, I mean, LSU seems to be like the odds-on favorite, number mm-hmm. one in the country. Um, I mean, the SEC's got a stranglehold, but the ACC's right there. I mean, if you look at the top 25, I think like 15 of the top 25 teams are SEC or ACC schools. Yeah. I mean, those two good. are. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what we have to do is take care of business because you, you have to be a regional host in the postseason. Mm. It gives you all the advantages. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have to be a regional host, and then you have to go 2-0 and in your regional. So, like, and everybody knows this. This is yeah. a formula. If you go 1-1 one and one in your regional, you're playing five games. Yeah. yeah. So That's if you can go 2-0, and o, the most you'll play is four. And so you need that regional host, and so you've got to keep taking care of business. And if you can get into a top eight seed where you're a national host and you win your regional, then you're hosting then a you're super, hosting regional, super regional, and it's two out of three. At home. I'll take our odds on that right now yes. all day long, especially at home. So point being is, is the season has a lot of phases to it, but everything you do now – is going to set you up for mm-hmm. down the road. And so you can't take a game off. Yeah. You know, every game is meaningful in the season. Like compared to the big leagues, 162 games, you can have a slump. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot tougher to it's have tough. a real slump in college baseball. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, we're already, they're 30 and four. They're 34 games in the season. There's only 20 games left in the season. Wow. Not much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're middle of April. There's four ACC weekends left. I think maybe five, yeah. but and so, that's really where you – I mean, that's where you're going to face the tough competition. Exactly. And that's where right. you you got to move up in the kind of the ACC pecking order. Yeah. I mean, we're at the top We're at of the top of the Coastal. Um, and we took care of business against Miami. Um, so we're doing great. But you can't let off the gas. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You can't let off the gas. Keep stepping on. And it, like I said, it's, I have a group chat with all of my former teammates and – I'm the only one. Oh well, I, I, one of them also lives here, but he doesn't go to a ton of games. He's he's a pretty busy guy. His daughters all play soccer and stuff like that. But I, I go to most of the games or as many as I can, and like I'll text that group. I'm like, guys, we're we're really good. I hate to like I don't want to like <laughs> ring that alarm like too much, but like we're good. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah, the the, the few that we have gone to. You know, you, you see it just the they work really good at bats. I mean, even we went to a game and it was a midweek game, yep. and we didn't. I, I was it was like F something U um, was the team we were playing, but I can't remember the middle uh, letter. But like we didn't blow. Yeah, that's, that's actually unfortunate. That's actually unfortunate that I can't remember the middle letter because I promised there were three letters <laughs> in this team's name, but. Um, we we didn't blow them away like you know mm-hmm. we scored the eighteen runs mm-hmm. we scored but I mean even the outs yep. we made hard hit nobody was striking out yep. they had their shortstop had to make three or four great plays right. to keep the ball in the infield a couple times so yep. we worked really good at bats and then the pitching just always keeps us keeps us there yeah I mean even our guys who are quote unquote struggling I mean we have two everybody's hitting three hundred or above except with the exception of I think. Salki and Didowick, but they're still hitting the ball in the nose. I mean, Didowick has four home runs. Salki has three or four home runs. I mean, they, they're still 
let's just assume they had their slump early and they're going to start picking up mm-hmm. the pace late. I mean, it's kind of getting scary what they're doing. Kyle Teal's hitting like 450. Yeah. Um, Geloff has got, what, 13 homers again, and he's doing his thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the av- Geloff is the image. Of the av- what is he batting, like, over? He's hitting, like, 370. Yeah, I mean, 370 um, with 14 homers. Wow. So. It's, it's the, the it's power yeah. and batting average combination. It's yeah, just- and the other thing that's really fun, too, these games are quick-paced. They're not – I mean, I know the pitch clock has gotten a lot of notoriety at the big league level. They've had it in college for a couple of years. But the way our pitchers pace the game mm-hmm. – it makes it fun to go to. They're not four-hour, yeah. drawn-out, you know, three-two ball games. Mm-hmm. They're two and a half-hour games, and we're scoring fifteen runs. <laughs> you know, it's like it's crazy. So it's 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 fun to go to, and you know, kids are free. I don't know if you guys remember yes. that from last year. Yep. They did kids. that, and now they do it every game now. Every you buy game. one general admission ticket, anybody under eighteen can come for free. Which is awesome. Yeah, which is awesome. awesome. You really meet the teens yeah. for free. It's not like Sunday, it's not some dumb like you know yeah, five, and, five and under <laughs> thing. It's, it's like eighteen and under. And, under. Yeah. and on Sundays you can run the bases, meet the team. My kids have every autograph from every player. They've got a million Bad foul balls. <laughs> I mean, this is stuff yeah. like you want to get into the community and get people excited. They're doing it, yeah, and they they're really doing are. some yeah. fun stuff they at really the are. games. They're doing. You know, game events had like a bachelor night at the at the thing with like a uh, that was a little silly, but um, go to the Sunday game, especially yeah. that one o'clock or noon game. You mm-hmm. kids can run the bases after the games; they can get autographs, bring balls to get signed, bring hats. My kids got um, Jake Gallo's signature on their uh, their gloves, and they thought oh, that was cool. the coolest thing. Um, and so it's it's just in a blast. Yeah, it has a really well, the one th- I think the thing I love about UVA baseball games is you go there and as opposed to it's just that sometimes when I watch MLB on TV, it feels so dr- almost too dramatic. Like mm-hmm. it it stops being a game, mm-hmm. right? You you lose the sense of fun that you're out at the ball game because right. it's like the TVs and the yeah. stuff. You don't even baseball. Like, it's, it's a baseball it's game. Serious, it's yeah. a baseball game. Now it just feels like a classic. It feels like you could just go down there and play yourself. Game. You know, yeah. just just participate. Yeah, it's yeah. a classic yeah. Americana baseball game. The sun is shining. People are yeah. out. The hot dogs and all this stuff. The ice cream. Just, dog and a beer, man. Dog and a beer. That's <laughs> uh, the hot dog. Is <laughs> that is my thing. favorite thing. You know, we go to a game and my my son will say like, you know, hey daddy, like. What are we going to be able to do at the game today? I was like, well, you got the games down. Now they can actually go play the games down the sidelines themselves if they got the inflatables, but they'll go chase foul balls and he'll say, you know, like, what do you want to do today, Daddy? I'm like, I want to go to the baseball game. I want a dog and a beer. <laughs> simple as that. I'm simple. That's exactly. all I care about. I just want one hot dog and one, one beer. beer. Right, the, beauty of, the beauty of beauty of baseball is like, you know, you go to Yankee, we go to Yankee Stadium, you pay like 40 bucks for 40 the seat, bucks and then you got to pay $12 for 100. I'm like, I love that, like, I don't even have to think about it with UVA. I'm like, mm-hmm. I paid $6 for my yeah. ticket, yeah. and I have to pay $4 for a hot dog. For yeah. 10 bucks, I am happy. Yeah. I am it's all great. set. It's oh, beautiful. It's so much fun. It really is. It, it, it truly is. It truly is. Ah, oh, Jeff, man, we, we, we've blown right past 1115. <laughs> it's always, always so good to have you on. Yeah, Thank we'll, you so much. We'll yeah, keep knocking fun. on wood right through Absolutely. the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's keep. Yeah, for sure. Keep it, keep it going. I keep hope I didn't jinx anybody. No, 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 no. I, I tried to step over the line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, always so good to have you on. Thanks, always, guys. always a pleasure. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, oh, this, is, this has been a blast. Absolutely. Yeah. What a, what a fun. Yeah, you know, let's see. When you talk about baseball, it's it's always a lot of fun. Yeah. You know? Just it's it's uh, it's America's sport. 
I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I uh, we'll have to get to our finance topic uh, next, next time week. around. Next time around. <laughs> next time around. We'll, uh, we'll get to some It'll still be there. But I, I mean, I talked about a little finance with Michael a couple yeah, weeks ago, and really, there's, some things have changed, but some things, as, as much as things, what do they say? Uh, uh, things change, but then they stay the same. They stay the same, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is so uh, true. So it's just uh, always, always good to just meet with local people and 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 talk some yeah. some good business, some arts, some baseball. Yeah, always fun. Well, and the baseball is part of the community too. It and is, the and, whole they, point. and like I mean, Jeff said, they do a really yeah. good job. And, and you know the the difference part. between baseball and all the other sports it's exactly that. Like you're outdoors, big field. It's just you know. Kids can run around. Yeah. It's just so much more fun. At least I love watching some of what I do during the game, especially the other teams up to bat. You know, my philosophy is like this: there's only so much good that can happen when the other teams up to bat. The best thing that happens is that they get three outs, right? Otherwise, only <laughs> bad things can happen. But like, I watch the kids on that because they have the field on the side. Like one of the, like just the the way that it's shaped, one of the foul sides, right? So this is the one where if you're if you're facing the batter's box. Right on the right, the foul line is a field. It's like a yeah. little grassy right, hill. Right, right, right. All the kids running around. I see dads out there, that, you know, just doing like this, and the kids are running around. Trying, <laughs> you know, the foul ball comes. They try to go. They all run. Literally, like, it lands and rolls down the hill, and you see like six kids running down the hill <laughs> to go uh, get the foul ball. So it's just I, I'll watch them sometimes. Be like, this yeah. is just fantastic. No, it, it, baseball makes. Grown men, little kids, and that's yeah. the best part, you know? It really and is. And little kids. I, I you t- can't little say kids. it better. Yeah. Can't say it better. So this has been a blast. <laughs> Next week, got some great guests as well. Timothy Johnson, uh, bald and beautiful. Okay. He's going to be joining us, a local business owner, as well as Dosher's Donuts. Oh, donuts. So we got, mm. we got some great uh, – Tim is a great guy. He's gonna, people are going to enjoy – uh, what he does so uh, yeah, be sure to check us out next week for that um, always love being here with you same I here think, I think you. I'm going to miss you next right yeah, you may, yeah, we're, not, yeah I'm not here next week yeah, Xavier so I'll, I'll miss you next week it's, but it's, I'll it, miss it's you been good to, 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 to co-host with you for a little bit um, uh, as always thank you to uh, I Love Steven Network set Judah behind the camera making always. us all look good and looking great himself absolutely I mean, it's yeah. just, it's a, you know he doesn't just make us look good he, he makes himself look good so it's like, <laughs> whoa dang <laughs> sharp so uh, always appreciate his work there always appreciate Emergent Financial Services Credit Serious Insurance Matias Yon Realty Castle Hill Cider Days of Rosé Festival yeah, this weekend this weekend so look, this weekend I think I, I don't know if we're home actually if UVA baseball is home, but if we are home, yes. we are home. Yeah. So you t- there you go. So you can see Days of Rose on Saturday and Rosie a baseball game on, on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, then you Weekend's have a perfect done. weekend. So there we go. There we go. So be sure to to check that out. And of course, for Adelante the Premier Latino Networking Group here in Charlottesville, Virginia. Thank you. Thanks everyone for the great comments today. For watching Chad Wood, Kevin Higgins, uh, Lily Duray watching. Uh, Nicholas Erpy liked in the show this morning. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Nicholas. Just so many, so many great fans uh, uh, putting their comments and supporting the the business owners we had on today. So really appreciate all that you do. We look forward to seeing you next week. But until that time, as we like to close out on the show, hasta mañana.